Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Honest Thief. Directed by Mark Williams, Honest Thief is the action thriller film starring Liam Neeson and Kate Walsh. The movie is in cinemas now, but if you haven't watched Honest Thief yet and you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Honest Thief is one of the rare movies that actually got a theatrical release. Luke, you have the plot. Hoping to cut a deal, a professional bank robber, played by Liam Neeson, agrees to return all the money he stole in exchange for a reduced sentence. But when two FBI agents set him up for murder, he must now go on the run to clear his name to bring them to justice. I'm always up for a Liam Neeson movie. You know what? You know, I'm just, I just like him. You know, even if they are a little bit samey sometimes, I'm always keen. Put a gun in that man's hand and let him do what he does. It all started with Taken. <laughs> they taken my money. Yes, the, it's... they taken my second chance at life. I'm not going to say this career because obviously he's had you know a, a long, long career. But then it got to a point where. He wasn't necessarily a leading man. He was still appearing in things. He did Taken, and then you're right. Taken on a train. Taken. It's like when Bruce Willis did Die Hard. Yeah. So many imitators. But the difference here, though, is it's always Liam Neeson. Yeah, at least with Die to... Hard, it was different actors. Different... <laughs> Die Hard on a bus. Speed. Yeah. Die That's Hard right. on a boat. Under siege. It was. I thought you were going to say speed too. <laughs> I hey, listen. I rewatched that recently. Let's not get into that. That is a that is yeah. That's that really is conversation a for another day. Bad movie. But this one though, I was pleasantly surprised because at face value and even watching the trailer, it looks like another taken insert here. But there's more going on with this one, which again was a pleasant surprise. Do you know what watching this movie just reminded me that I need to do more of, which I kind of uh, I kind of had abandoned a while back? I had only seen the posters for this movie. I didn't watch one trailer. I didn't even read the synopsis. I just went. And I was like, Liam Neeson, he's on a poster, he's got a gun, whatever. Let's just check it out. As the plot's unfolding in front of my eyes on the big screen, I'm like, okay, this is... This is what's going on. This is what the title means. <laughs> I was I was enjoying the ride because I had no idea what was going on. I need to do that more because I was just getting so much more out of the movie and maybe I'm thinking it's a lot better than it actually was, but I had a good time. Yeah, I mean, it's hard nowadays because you'll get a trailer which shows you, often it'll show you more than you need to know. But then there's there's news stories about movies there's there's mm. images and there's always so much of it. it's hard to stay away but with this movie i did see the trailer and i thought oh maybe when it's on netflix and didn't really give it another thought and of course <laughs> that changed when we were looking at doing it for the podcast but i didn't know other than liam neeson who else was in it so that was a nice surprise watching it and then watching the screen on walks robert patrick I had no idea he was in this. Always good to see him. I mean, yeah, for the limited amount of time he was actually in this movie. But, yeah, when he's on screen, you know what? I'm enjoying seeing him. 
you know, he has a presence about him and you're just like, yeah. So as we, you know, we always give the spoiler warning, but yeah, you know, he gets, he's the first casualty in this movie and he sort of, I guess in a way kickstarts the the whole framing of Liam Neeson's character and the rest of the movie unfolding. Liam Neeson doing action scenes. What are your thoughts? Because keep in mind, he is not a young man. Like, what would he be? I mean, definitely in his 60s, right? Or He's up there, isn't he? I mean, Stallone's yeah. in his... I think he's Stallone in his 70s. I think he's, like, late 60s. He's, yeah, he's... Do you he know what? not young. Clint Eastwood is still making movies, and not just making movies. Like, he's he's putting himself in behind, yes. in front of the camera. Like, he, not, what is he, like, 90? Not like, yes. 99 already? Or <laughs> isn't doing what Neeson's no, still doing. And he, what, you completely what? buy him in a physical role because he's a, he's a big guy, big Liam, he's intimidating, he's got a presence, he's got that, he's got that stare and close quarters and he's doing the action and he looks great and he's tumbling. But it's when he runs that it takes me out of it. And he can't help it because he's height and everything. But that, to me, is when he shows his age a little bit. We talked about I think about that's the same... With, Captain Marvel. I was good. Yes, Samuel I was Jackson. going to say that, but that was different though because he was supposed to be younger. But Sam Jackson, not being a young man, when they digitally de-aged him, he was a running like an, man. like an older man. So, <laughs> so that took me out of it a little bit watching this. That oh, okay, so it's so a Neeson, you know, he's moving. But again, it's fine because he's not playing younger. But all the other stunts, and and there's things with with this character where. It's he's using his smarts also. I guess we can get into that later on, but he's using his smarts, but it's not exactly one-on-one fighting a lot of the time. He's able yeah. to use... But I mean, yeah. once again, uh, Neeson's playing like a character with a set of skills, you know, like he was... In this one, he's an ex-Marine, you know, where there is an ex-cop, an ex-like spy, an ex- whatever it is. This one, he's an ex-Marine, so he's got skills... He's got you know, certain trained abilities. And I guess the way you illustrate that he can pull this stuff off is when you put him against another character who you think would probably be able to take him down any other day you know, in the street. But you have him you know, pretty much going toe-to-toe with that character and, or either beating them. Like, in your mind, you're watching and you're just like, okay, yeah. And it's believable the way it's all crafted. Like, it's, oh, yeah. It's no, def- hard yeah. To do. Definitely. Like, you know, when it kicks off and Patrick's dead and they tumble out the window and like fall onto the street. I mean, I'm sure there were stunt doubles uh, in place. Oh, yeah, no, 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 yeah. You didn't have Jai Courtney and Liam Neeson. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to just, you guys are just going to leap out of the building, (laughs) roll out. Jai Courtney, another one. I had no idea. Yeah, not a good I mean, was he on the, (laughs) is his name on the poster? Um, (laughs) Probably really small. It might be others. I mean, this is Liam's movie. Um, yeah, but I didn't know that Jai Courtney was in this and, you know, good to see and him and played the part the well. And villain as well, like, uh, essentially. I mean, he's also got um, Anthony Ramos as, I guess, the other corrupt FBI agent. But, you know, he has a bit of a a, a self moral testing kind of journey that he goes on. But Jai Courtney, you know, he's he's the one that implements the whole... Hey, let's steal the money that you know. Let's steal the evidence. Let's 
look after ourselves and obviously, yeah, they get caught up with uh, in the whole entanglement. But with Courtney's character, he's playing John Nivens and you just get the impression that he he's he's the bad guy out of the two. We we get that. Like he's the one that feels like he's given up too much and got too little in return. Yeah, oh, the from, lawyers, yeah, from the start. Yeah, the lawyers get rich for defending the criminals that they're trying to put away. But he does make reference to the fact that Raymond Hall, his partner, he's been on the take for a while. Only it's small time. So they do make it very clear that both these agents have been on the take for you know quite a while. Only this is that much bigger stakes. And that's where Hall is struggling. It's it's an interesting concept, I guess, because as as this was all unfolding, you know, and again, not having any predetermined thoughts on the the whole issue or the plot, um, you know, as the questions being proposed, you know, from Jai Courtney's character to uh, Ramos's, it's it's sort of like, you know, what would you do in that, in that situation? Like, that is a lot of money. It's an opportunity. You know, like just to make things easier. You've got a family, you want to support them. You, you want to, and it's like, if you can get away with it, would you? And you know, there is that, there is that conscience, like that, that conscience in you, but yeah, you're also kind of like, well, I don't know if the opportunity is there. So you can see where they're coming from. So you don't automatically say, no, you guys are doing the wrong thing and you're bad and you deserve to go to hell. Like, it's not like that. It's sort of like, you're kind of on board with what they're doing. You're like, I can see why they would want to. And that really helps in terms of a villain as a antagonist. Yeah, but so I'll do it. But yes. you know, <laughs> but you, you're right it. though. You're right though. Like, <laughs> yeah, this, they did do a good job of of setting up these guys. So Tom Carter, he's saying go to the lockup. That's where the money is. They come back. They've got the gloves on. Niven is going to shoot him, and then Carter's quick to say or ask. Did you count it? Did you check the money? Because you're thinking, well, that's a bit careless, isn't it? You're just waiting, giving them the keys, off they go. But then you find out that he only actually gave them access or told them where yes. a third of the money was. So I like it's that. Like, like he knew that it's like, I'm risking someone running off yes. with this money. Yes. He knows he can't trust. You're being foolish. Yeah. You're being foolish. Yeah. But again, like I talked about later on when he's, you know, we're getting some more of the action that he is using his smarts. He's a smart cookie that, uh, that Tom Carter. And yeah, like I said, you know, like honest thief, the whole idea is that he's trying to do the right thing. Um, his character is presented as someone who's never killed or, you know, really hurt anyone. It's just, never. you know, not even taking money, but then he hadn't, he hadn't even spent any of the money. He yeah, literally had stolen it yeah. and stored it. Was that about that for him? It was about his dad being wronged and he went to that same bank. And yet even in the Marines, he makes a point of saying that he never killed anybody. And his job was to deactivate minds. So he wasn't a killer. So they really go out their way, even that, well, he is an honest thief, but they really well, go <laughs> out of the way to paint this bank robber as a good guy. And I feel as though they successfully do that. Tom Myers, uh, well, the Tom Myers character, I should say, uh, played by Jeffrey Donovan. When we first introduced to the character, like I wasn't thinking, oh, he's going to be, you know, the other hero of the of the story. I just figured he was going to you know, 
be just a douchey <laughs> FBI agent, not as corrupt as the other ones, but just, you know, a bit douchey, you know, didn't really care too much because I figured we were follow, following Robert Patrick, but um, nonetheless, Jeffrey Donovan recently divorced. He has a dog. That's his. <laughs> that's his, that's his character. I'm not going to say trait, but that's, what would you say? That's his identifying thing. thing. Yeah, it's every scene he's with that dog. But and I'm gonna, I'm gonna blow my trivia early. It's the director, Mark Williams. It's his dog. Oh, okay, very good. But Joe, you know, it's sometimes I guess if you and this isn't too much of an ensemble because you've got like a handful of characters, but it's a it's a big action movie, but it's ninety minutes. So it's got quite a short runtime compared to most big action movies. So I guess with limited time, they need to quickly give a visual cue on who people are. It's like, oh, he's <laughs> the guy with the dog. And he just, I don't he's know. Guy, yeah. And after a while, I'm thinking, would you be allowed to do that in the FBI? Like, just be able to take your dog to work? Is that is that a thing? But we find out that he's... <laughs> Because he, he does allude to not being the best guy. Not necessarily corrupt, but there's that offhand remark where he is, oh, he refers to uh, Carter's girlfriend. And I'm blanking on her name, Annie. So he, he mentioned, <laughs> yeah, he refers to Annie saying that, oh, she's, you know, clearly got bad taste in men. You know, the ex-boyfriend, the gambling, the business, and now Carter. And then he puts himself down as also being a bad partner. Well, like, again, when we're first introduced to his character, he's basically talking about his recent divorce with his, I guess, now ex-wife and how it was sort of like he kind of, kind of, I guess, ripped her off by taking her dog. Like, it wasn't his dog. He didn't no, want the but, dog. But, but he, you know, like, he's... Yeah, he... He's presented as a not too favorable character, but I guess by the halfway through and then by the end of the movie, it's like, you know, you want oh, up to him. I oh, do. You completely yeah. want to him, but basically, so she got the house and he got the dog. Yeah. But then when she's calling him, we thought, oh, okay, so she does actually still want the dog. But then he, he becomes connected. He, he bonds with the dog. And he likes the dog. Yeah. yeah he's a. Uh, and then talks about getting real food for him. That's actually early on, so I don't know. You know, the bonding starts straight away. How could you not? We should talk about Kate Walsh. You mentioned Annie, the uh, the girlfriend. So she's in this movie. Um, yep. You know her from uh, Grey's Anatomy fame. Nope. I know you're a big did fan. No, nope. I did not know that. Just Is pretend. that what she's from? <laughs> yeah, 13 Reasons Why. I, I've never seen, seen the Umbrella seen... Academy. Oh, I've she's seen that one. Hand... She's in no, a handful she... of movies. But I don't, Maybe she's in the film. Okay, I don't rec- recognise her. Uh, at all, and I've never seen Grey's Anatomy. She's not grey, though, is she? No, that's... No, no, she's not grey, no. She, I've never seen it. Fair enough. I, can't, I won't I, even... I, won't I know even, that no, it's... I won't even try to explain. ...popular and all those things. But she's a, is she a nurse? <laughs> a doctor? She's a, she's a doctor, yeah. She's a, she's a baby doctor. Neonatal baby doctor. Baby doctor. Okay. Um, but yeah, so she's I, in this movie. She's, I only know sorry, from this. I only know from this. Um, she was good. <laughs> I liked her. No, she was. I liked her. I mean, that's where, that's where I was going. I was like, um, yeah, she was good in this movie. Um, I'm going to talk about the experience I had watching this movie, though, because I did go to, uh, I guess, a special screening where Kate Walsh herself 
was actually there in the cinema, in the flesh. Uh, she was doing a Q&A afterwards. Um, we're in Perth, here in Australia, uh, where Kate Walsh actually was uh, just on, I guess she was on holiday doing, you know, seeing the world. Happened to be in Perth when the, um, the old good old pandemic hit. She ended up getting stuck here. It was like, hey, let's buy a house in Cottesloe. Let's set up a base of operations. And she's been doing some cool stuff. She's been uh, stuff with like theatre. Did you want to also give out her phone number? Like, you know, telling people nah, where she lives? I mean, I'm not telling you her. Hey, it's all <laughs> public knowledge if you wanted to look into it. Is no, it? but she's okay. doing good stuff because, you know, in Australia, a lot of films and stuff, when they are made here, it's over east. It's in Queensland, Sydney, Melbourne, all that kind of stuff. TV and film. Um, she's making some efforts to have a studio built here so we can actually... Really? film productions wow. um, go down. So she's going to be a, a key player in, in that sort of going forward. So that'll be really exciting. But anyway, so that was cool. Um, not only was she there though, I'm going to, I'm going to gloat about how amazing this was. Me and the wife were sitting in our seats in our aisle. You know how it's all spaced out seating these days. She walks down the aisle and she looks at my wife and she says, Hey, she was like, Hey, do you mind if we, if I sit here, she sat right next to us. Ruin the whole movie for my wife because she was very distracted. <laughs> I, uh, I've got to say, that that's pretty awesome. And we found out as well, I didn't know at the time, but obviously during the Q&A, we found out that was the first time she was actually had seen the movie. She was watching it for the first time. Wow, that's... Which, I mean, wow. to me, that is a person who is in the movie sitting... Well, to me, it was one seat away because, you know, my wife lucked out. But having that person in the movie watch their movie for the first time and you're in the same room and I'm like that is bizarre to me that bonkers it's, no it, it really is i'm i'm very that is, i'm very impressed crazy. there was moments i was being a little bit creepy you know she'd be on screen or something would happen and i'd look over to her and i'd see her expression her reaction <laughs> i was just like this is the like most interesting thing i've ever witnessed before like mate um, how often yeah do it's, do it's it's crazy it's, it's, it's crazy it's, it's I have photos cool. to prove it. I snuck a few photos in. <laughs> well, <laughs> now I'd like to talk about my experience that I didn't share with Kate Walsh. Instead, we were fortunate enough to be sent a screener for this movie. So I got to watch it in the comfort of my own home. I mean, I had access to that, that screen. <laughs> I mean, if you had sent it. So me, I, in, in fact, where I am sat now here recording is where I watched the movie. So, oh, so there we go. I've got to watch it there we go. in comfort at home. But for you listening, if you've not seen it, and sorry because we've spoiled some things, go out and watch it. <laughs> watch the movie. <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the like review. So the way that they, or the way Carter brings down Niven's character, we later find out, and Carter didn't know at the time, that his, his partner Hall was wired. He got a confession but Carter's whole thing is bombs. That's what he did in the mm-hmm. Marines. And he calls Nivens, who's on the run, he's driving away, and Carter is commenting on where he is. Oh, where you are right now, it's not very populated. And Nivens at first, he's like saying, oh, you tried to spook me, you know, you can't really know where I am. But then he tells him there's a bomb under your seat, it's very sensitive, so he stops the car. And in the meantime, the FBI surround the car. And it turns out the bombs are dead. There's no detonator. But I really liked that, where it's sort of like a big final action sequence, but it was smart. 
It wasn't Neeson yeah. running down the street chasing a speeding vehicle. It was him on the other end of a phone, and it just worked. It worked really well, and I, I mean, liked that that's how he took him down. It works because, I mean, it's set up. He already proved to him that he's willing to blow something up. He, like, Carter blew up his house. He, that's right. You know, like, like, so he proved that, hey, I have explosives, and I'll use them, and he does. So, and one negative here is that, like, you know, that shot of Jai Courtney running out of his house as the house blows up, it, just, it did look a bit crummy. Hey, before, when I said, you know, it's a big action movie and normally these movies are longer, this is a movie, obviously, that's been put up on the big screen, but at the same time, although there's a lot to enjoy about it, it's not a Dwayne Johnson action movie. Yeah. It's, do you know what I mean? It's not... It's not that level. So I think that's an example of that, what you're just talking about there, the sequence of the house exploding. Yeah. But you can, you can like gloss the, over that and you, and you can go... The better, the better action are the ones that are driven by the thrills of it. Yes. You know? like the car chases are fine. Like the, you know, the shoot-em-ups the, the shoot are, you know, you're engaging. But yeah, the big, the money shot with like the special effects explosion, it's like, oh, they could have maybe taking a second swing of that. But, it's but you quite, know what? It's, all, it's not just an it action the film. Purpose. It's yeah. not just an action film. It's a love story. It's about the relationship between Carter and Annie. And there's the scene after the house explodes, which again, you know, the effects are okay, I guess. But after the house explodes, <laughs> you can see the look on Annie's face. That She's is impressed, a bit of thrill. She is impressed. And, and I like that. I completely bought, though, bought them as a couple. When it first started, and they did that thing that they do in film and TV where they will fast track a relationship and one year later and they'll do all of that. And to begin with, I was a little bit like, oh, okay. Here we go. But no, I actually yeah. bought them as a couple. A little moments like that, like the expression on on Annie's face when she looked at him. Yeah, and it and it was there. And when she's saying that, hey, you know, I'll wait for you, you buy it, you believe it. And then you get to the end of the movie, outside the station, you've got Jeffrey Donovan, his character, I'm blanking. He comes out, he's got Myers. his dog. Myers. He comes out, he's got his dog. Carter calls you from the car, no more games, I'm going to turn myself in. And then Myers stands back. Annie and Neeson are about to have a moment. Myers winks at them. Fade to black. <laughs> I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. The ending you know just, or like, it felt like the carpet had been pulled from under my feet. I didn't see it. I didn't see the ending coming right at that moment. I thought there was going to be something more. I mean, I, I guess... Were they trying to go for an open sort of ending? Because I'm not really clear with what actually happened next. Like, was Myers like, look, we'll try legitimate when he said, like, I'll try and go easy on him. Yeah. And like, you know, he still needs to do the right thing by it's not know, clear. the law. Yeah. Or was he clear. just going to be like, we can make this go away. It's all good. He's you not guys clear. Have so it's, a happy life. It's, one of, it's one of two things purposely left as an open ending left to interpretation or bad filmmaking I'm hoping <laughs> it's the last it's the first like and the director's there being like it clearly <laughs> is telling you that this is and it's, yeah. like, nah, it's not <laughs> I, I I mean the 
yeah, it has to be. Again, it took me by surprise when it just stopped. But it's it's got to be an open ending because the fact that it's not clear isn't unless it's not supposed to be clear, then it's okay. If it was supposed to be clear and just ended, and you know, we're talking about it now, so was it this or was it that? If that was oh, the intention, I don't know. bravo. Then that then that's fine. Because they got a bit of a pull, <laughs> they had a relationship, and is either like Myers is giving them one last moment for a kiss and a cuddle before, yeah, he, or, before he takes him in. Or it's like, get off, get away, you guys. Off you go. Right I, off I mean, I sunset. feel like he was still standing there with the dog, you know, kind of like waiting. I think if he was like, no, I'm going to give you, go, I'm going to give you a second chance and, you know, you go live. I think he would have been walking away and we would have seen him walking away, but he legit stops and he waits. I mean, he might have just been waiting for the dog to take a dump or something, like to do his do his business on the ground. But again, I would agree with that. That he was just standing. Probably what it is, but still, though, how abrupt it was. I don't know. I think it was just too sudden. Mm. He might have just been waiting and being like, "Yeah, we're going to like go have a happy life, but." Let's go get a beer or something. So I'm not going anywhere. Like, let's go. <laughs> you know, like it just it again. Have... You clearly had the same experience. It just all of a sudden just stops. Oh, that's it. We but have to that's... use our imagination. That's okay. All right, let's uh, let's give honest thief a rating, and as we do, uh, out of five. What I'll say before I give my rating: when I first heard the title, I thought it sounded a bit naff. <laughs> After yeah. seeing the film, you know, rubbish. After seeing, after seeing the film, <laughs> what a, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's um, it's it's what the movie's about. It's like literally the what sense. the movie is about. It makes perfect sense. I again, like in the opening, I said I enjoyed this more than I thought it would based on on that trailer. Liam Neeson has made a lot of these similar looking action movies. Whether it's because it was the story or if he is starting to slow down, I like that his characters are having smarts about them and he's coming up with different strategies on how to take down the younger bad guys. Kate Walsh as Annie. I enjoyed her in this. The small amount of screen time that Robert Patrick had was was fun. It's always good to see him. I, I just had a fun time with this movie and... I'm really glad that I watched it. If not for this review, then maybe I wouldn't have made time for it until down the line. But again, I'm glad that I did. I had fun with it. I'm going to come in at a respectable three out of five. Yeah, like I like what what Liam Neeson is still bringing. I enjoyed the, like, I actually just enjoyed the ride and the story that was unfolding. Um, the relationship between... Liam Neeson and, and Kate Walsh, like you said, I believed it. It was, it worked, and it was, it wasn't just like a, a silly sort of young, just like out of nowhere relationship. It, it seemed like a mature, actual, how real adults <laughs> would sort of interact. You know, like like I liked it, and the dog, man, how cute is that dog? For that dog, it gets an extra 0.5 of a rating. Oh. I'm going to come in. I'm going to come in at a 3.5. Wow. Out of five. I had a pretty, pretty pleasant time. Even though I had a distraction two seats away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I had the distraction in that dog when 
there's a couple of times and they did a close-up and it had really soft eyes. You felt like he was getting pulled into the dog's eyes. That's just, that's that? just, that's or just maybe doing what a dog does being But cute. that that dog in particular I don't even I don't even like those kinds of dogs, you know, like that like I prefer you know, bigger dogs and stuff. I, I don't even like that. But I know we like dog this dog, cute. which is good because we be trivia. It's a director's dog. So it's the director's dog. That's Mr. the Williams, trivia. We like your we like your dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. And um, that's it for our review of Honest Thief. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's Due Podcast. And we also have our companion shows, Rewind in Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. All our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstreetpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Who Be Halloween and Batman Death in the Family. Sounds Like Comics have a recent episode looking at Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous and Rewind and Review went back to 1997 to revisit the Lost World Jurassic Park. Oh, lots of Jurassic stuff. Lots I like of it. dinosaurs. <laughs> yeah, all right. Before we, uh, we wrap up, finally, um, let's address our hiatus that I'm making us go on. We've talked about this previously once on yes. our last movie show. That, that I would admit I might have repurposed some uh, audio and used it on our last review. Oh, well, okay then. Okay then. Then if you listen to our <laughs> last review, which would have been... Batman Batman. death in the family, then, okay, so this is the third time then you have heard us talk about the (laughs) hiatus, Jason. This is new audio. He's editing. Um, (laughs) Yes, okay, yes, so Jason spoke about this already. Him and his wife are having their first child. And, yeah, we're going to go on a hiatus. We're thinking until January, hoping to start back again with the year in review, which should be interesting, reflect on the movies of 2020 considering most films have not come out <laughs> they've been moved well, I mean, to next year but that's part of it as well i mean what have we got left for the rest of the year you know like movie reviews there's not that much wonder woman is still said to be here in australia i think boxing day christmas day in the u.s but i think we've got boxing day but we might get it keeps, it might be pushed yeah but if it keeps its schedule we'll do that in january we'll we can't miss a DC film. So oh, yes, for sure. that film shoot will be going on. And where we're we now, it's the end of October. So we're only talking a short hiatus, really. But in the meantime, sounds like comics. I'll be continuing to release content. Jason, you're on a few episodes. We've done, we've already released Cam. Cretaceous, but we've done Batman Forever, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like, if anyone out there is interested in hearing what we have to say on Power Rangers, strap yourselves in because it is a long episode. And there's more sounds like comics coming with Star Trek Lower Decks, Batman and Robin from 97. We're going to do that one. And Rewind and Review, you've got more shows coming as well. Yeah, we've got a few, not as many because, you know, 
I'm heavily involved, but I also need to step back a bit. Uh, Casper, just in time for Halloween, so they'll probably be the next uh, podcast in the in the feed. Um, and I think we're going to get together in December sometime just to do a quick uh, Superman two. And I'm going to be those. a guest on that show. I mean, I, mean, I guess, yeah. I can't there with promise. The I can't really promise it's going to be a quick show, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I say quick because that's what I have to tell my wife so I can slip okay. away. And <laughs> yes, we shall do a quick wink with you on Superman 2. A quick two and a half hour podcast on Superman 2. Um, but enough of that. Hiatus. Uh, we're still around, but we'll also be back soon-ish. And that's it. Anything else we need to say or is that... I think we've covered it. All right. On that then, you've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from that film stew. We'll see you whenever. January. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Let's say January. I'll see if I'm allowed.